Hello, podcast listeners. This is the Photo Op Podcast. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op, the show where we talk about all things photo and video. And here we are season two. We have brand new intro music. And today we are doing But Why part two, where we dig into kind of everything inside the brain about why we do what we do. Yeah. It's uh, really more the photo philosophy podcast uh, these for with with episode one and episode two at least of season two. <laughs> Neat. Okay, so uh, we uh, I believe we have a listener question. We're going to try to start every episode with a listener question. Yeah, we have a, a question from Tay, and uh, he asked, um, "I'm getting into modeling. Do you have any advice for poses? Um, you know how to look, how to behave as a model." Music is distracting yeah it's gonna turn off in a second i was just gonna oh, let yeah. it run out yeah just uh, all right <laughs> like that there, right? there it is boom <laughs> i was boom, trying to time done. it so that we're good look at you <laughs> you know how long our stinger is i the one who have edited 78 plus episodes well i also still kept, don't know i also can cheat and look at the timers so. oh yeah there's that <laughs> cheater cheater okay sorry um yeah posing questions that mm-hmm. sounds like uh mm-hmm. more of a me answer yeah um yeah, there's uh, the. I would say a few of the really important things. One is to learn your angles. Try not to be completely static. Um, if you are not familiar with this term, Google contraposto, uh, which is the you know Ooh, fancy. Yeah, it's it it is basically the Greek sculpture thing where. Um, nothing is straight uh your shoulders are tilted level your hips are tilted level all of your weights kind of one side and you get kind of this s curve going throughout your body and it adds a lot more a live dynamic look to you your body and thus the images yeah look like a greek statue that's easy right yeah just do that just work out (laughs) until you look like michelangelo's look david no um (laughs) No, but but it really is uh seriously look at michelangelo's david mm-hmm. and if you draw a line from one shoulder to one shoulder and one hip to the other hip you'll see that none of these things are flat and level they're all diagonal that is the whole point that is what adds kind of the dynam- dynamism and um the motion to a still image uh one of the other kind of easy things is always look at your eye line. So um, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, I'm going to look at you. But when you are looking directly into the camera um, and when you're d- looking directly profile, there's kind of this three quarters point where your nose is slightly poking over the edge of your cheek. You don't want your nose to break the edge of that cheek. So unless you go full profile, you need to learn from the camera angle how far can i tilt my head before i'm breaking that cheek plane and then you want to kind of stay within that unless the photographer is explicitly telling you to do something because they can see the camera and they have a vision for something otherwise it just generally looks bad form uh it's the same thing with eye lines if you're looking straight into the camera and then you are tilting your eye line out because they say look off to the side at some point you're looking way too far off to the side and you just see whites you don't see pupils anymore that's bad so look at yourself in the mirror a lot practice shifting your weight and doing these different angles and poses figure out where can you put your nose line where can you put your eye line before it starts looking bad um you have to learn these things about yourself because unless you're talking to me or or some other really nitpicky photographer <laughs> um they're probably not going to point it out to you you're going to get the image back and be like oh, i look weird well, and I imagine there's uh, quite a lot of comfort. Like if you if you know where you look bad, 
then you'll know as long as I'm not in this position, then I'll look good and I can be more comfortable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so learn, learn those things about yourself, but, uh, eye line, um, nose line and kind of just like being able to shift your weight. Um, that is all way more important than, uh, almost anything if you can get those things down you're better than most of the people who are just starting out and be like i'm a pretty face model me and that's not that's not really how that works (laughs) so there you go be a greek statue and know your angles essentially (laughs) uh that's the title of this episode now All right. Well, thanks uh, for sending in your question. Uh, as always, we really appreciate listener questions, and we'll try to do one at the beginning of every episode of season two. Um, Woohoo! Yeah. So there you go. All right. So let's dive right in. What do you got for me? Yeah. So this is following on from episode one. Uh, we encourage you to go back and listen to that one as well after you're done listening to this one. But we're basically uh, interviewing each other and trying to get into each other's minds and uh, philosophies around shooting. Mind reading. Um, yeah. <laughs> mind reading. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we uh, we talked about my adventures underwater in the last episode. And now we're going to talk about your adventures doing something, stuff. which we don't doing know yet stuff. because we're about to learn yeah yeah doing stuff so uh first question which is i think pretty much what you started with me which is uh why do you you know why do you pick up a camera uh as you put it so eloquently last time money um (laughs) (laughs) compensation so so, uh there are there are things that uh personally fulfill me like the pinup calendar because it's Mm -hmm. exciting and fun and um i i genuinely enjoy my job um Mm -hmm. you know that thing of like like pick a job that uh you enjoy doing and you'll never be able to pay rent is that how the quote goes (laughs) did i get that wrong something like that well something like that you'll never work a day in your life yeah because people don't hire artists anymore pretty much yeah i I don't know (laughs) someone someone correct me on that i don't know the quote work in a supremely devalued industry (laughs) the quote quote was something (laughs) along those lines i think but uh i digress no so i do genuinely enjoy my job it was not my hobby first and my job second. Mm-hmm. It was my job straight out of college, and it was my job because, one, it was something I extremely loved, and, two, it was the only thing I was really good at. Um, so so jack of all trades over here. Um, I, am, I, am, I am master of one. But as the, the quote, never, ever gets finished, a jack of all trades uh, is still better than a master of one because... I'm I'm bad wow. at quotes today. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there the um, a, a, a jack of all trades is is a really hard thing to pitch. Like it is, it is fun to be sometimes, but it's but a that hard means thing to sell out to of a hundred things, you're better at ninety nine of them. Wow, I'm wow. I'm really good at the one thing. Yeah, but, so, but think about it this way: like if somebody <laughs> comes to us and says, uh, "Yeah, you know, Ben, you shoot photos. Sure, you shoot photos sometimes." You know, uh, what are you really good at? And I have to say, I'm not really good at anything. I just kind of have a general understanding. And Ben can say, I'm really good at these things. And then he looks way more attractive as a result. So, you know, there, it's not being a generalist is not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> and nothing will change. You're just going to be more generalized. I will just be more and more generalized. <laughs> anyway, uh, digressing. So, yes. again, um, why do you pick up your camera? Yeah, so so uh, it it was it was uh, both my job and uh, it not not e- I can't even call it a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that I do to enjoy enjoy myself and my time, and it, it kind of really is. So um, 
I I actually have a story to digress about kind of why I'm a photographer and why I want to do this. So um, I was shooting a wedding. This was many, many years ago. There was, um, we'll, we'll call her a bridesmaid. Uh, it wasn't really, um, it was, it was very low key gymnasium wedding. Like it, it wasn't, wasn't crazy. I don't think there was a bridal party, but like this was as bridesmaidsy as you get. Mm-hmm. So one of the bridesmaids was standing over my shoulder looking at, um, some photos that I took of, uh, there was one of the bride and then there was another one. I had the bride's uh, sister kind of pose next to the little twinkly lights they hung on the gym wall. And she said, wow, that photo is amazing. That's really beautiful. I can never look like that. Mm. And that was just kind of heartbreaking to the point where um, I'm I'm like, no, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to do something about that right now. So I started talking to her. I said, but you can look like that. And then she's we like, we can all look like Greek we, statues. We just learned this. <laughs> we did just learn this. <laughs> um, and, and it was, no, you, you can look like that. Um, and she's like, no, I'm not photogenic. And uh, my my response to that is there are no bad subjects, only bad photographers. And if you hate your selfie, it's probably because you're a bad photographer. Uh, which, <laughs> snap, mic drop, out. Uh, <laughs> no, but but honestly, there's, uh, I mean, there's distortion and lighting and posing mm. and kind of all these reasons why those photos are not good. So I told her, I, I have exactly one click. Like, I'm not going to do a, like a full photo shoot with you and like, oh, is are any of these good? I will click my shutter button one time. If you like the photo, I get to show your photo and tell this story. If you don't like the photo, I will delete it. No one will ever see it besides you right now. She's like, Psh, okay, fine. Like, I'm not going to like it though. So, um, I did the thing where I had her, you know, pose next to the twinkly lights and I did all of the little manipulations that I do when I'm doing a portrait shoot. Um, the only difference was normally I would click the shoot to show that people are, you know, just like, Oh yeah, that's nice. Click, 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 click. Oh, do this. Click, click, click. And then it'd be like, Oh, that's the good one. I skipped all of those cause uh, I only had one button click. So um, I, I kind of wait and I'm looking and I kind of, I'm uh, talking to her and I'm able to draw out that moment. I click that button and I show it to her and she goes, that's not me. <laughs> I'm like, it literally is the, no Photoshop has happened. We were both here. <laughs> this is, this is what you look like. Yeah. And she's like, but, but that's beautiful. I've never seen a picture of myself like that. How did you do that? Like, you have a really nice camera or something it's a magic and and i was back then i was shooting on a really crappy canon rebel that was like garbage gets the job done but it got the job done so so kind of that like like what i did for her in that moment was the like oh there is actually something good and powerful about being a photographer this is not just like oh i'm an artist i'm useless type thing um art can change the world and can change people's lives and that seems overly melodramatic and uh might be but that is why i do what i do so um uh part of that is like when uh when i do these pinup calendars like they're goofy and they're fun and they're silly but they make people smile and I like that. It makes me smile. It makes the people I give them to smile. Um, you know, it, all all of the people involved have so much fun, and it's just it's 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 fun. And I'm just trying to bring a little bit of fun to people's otherwise dreary, bleak, uh, COVID-filled <laughs> lives. Yeah, for the most part. That's <laughs> I mean, 
I, yeah, I just did one and it was supposed to be, uh, I was going to shoot the new calendar at the beginning of 2020 and then that didn't happen. So in 2021, that was like, well, can we do this? And it took way more planning than it normally does, but it finally came together. So um, as a side tangent, uh, calendars are for sale at galacticpinups.com. You can get one right now. They're on sale because it's already January. Uh, you're losing out the more the more we go but uh no get those calendars uh they're they're a good deal and they're a lot of fun so yeah uh when someone hires me that is thing number one but thing number two is just like i get some vision or flash of inspiration or a thing i want to do that is fun generally all right all right okay so so you got uh i mean we'll 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 try to tackle both of these i think but um if you I, I can kind of expand a little bit. Yeah, the, uh, so when someone actually hires me, we'll just we'll just uh, kind of to be a little more concrete, so we don't have to vague book the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, the two things that I do a lot: one is product photography of like I am trying to sell this thing. Mm-hmm. I need to, I I you you know how to shoot photo of thing to make people buy it. And thing number two is wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of wedding photographers out there, so um, these are two kind of completely opposite trains of thought, but they're the two things that I'm really good at. So um, I'll just kind of side parallel tackle. Yeah. So I, I guess yeah. I guess I kind of have a uh, my next question would be sort of related to both of them at once, which is uh, you know now that you're picking up your camera to do this thing, whether it's product or wedding. Um, is there a different approach as you start into that project between the two or is it the same approach? Like it's one very, you know, mechanical and very kind of rote memorization almost where you're following steps and the other's very arty or are they both arty or neither? How uh, does that work? Yeah. So, so there's, there's definitely kind of this intro process of research. Mm-hmm. Um, w- so when it comes to a wedding couple, the research is literally just like our client meeting sitting down. Hey guys, tell me your story. Tell me your likes, your dislikes. Do you have favorite colors? Are you more, uh, modern minimalist? Are you more rustic chic? Like what are these, what is your style? What is your vibe? Do you mm-hmm. want overly bright? Do you want dark dramatic? What are, you know, that this is the research. Just like, what do you like? I'm going to shoot the type of stuff so that I know you like it. Like, mm-hmm. the part of it is I have style, but the other part of it is like, well, everyone's a little bit different, and I'll kind of cater my style a little Adapt bit towards, a little bit. towards mm-hmm. what they like. Like, there was uh, one groom I was talking to, and he's like, I really love silhouettes, like, mm-hmm. so much. So whenever we would do a shot, I would take a second shot where I clicked off my light and just I had a second um, preset set to my camera that was a silhouette shot. Nice. So it'd be normal shot, silhouette shot. So mm-hmm. like he got a lot of silhouettes and it didn't wasn't that hard for me because all I had to do was click a little dial preset on my camera and all the settings went to silhouette mode essentially. Um so there's research when it comes to a product, um, kind of like who does this? Does it need to look bright and fun? Does it need to look, you know, sleek? Um, there's, there is something kind of rote memorization when it comes to like knives of mm-hmm. like knives need to look sexy and all the glare needs to be in the right places. So they look shiny and sharp, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that's like, cool. Here's the thing. Make it look good. There's not a lot of research that goes into that. Um, there is something exciting about every product is a little bit different and handles light different and shape is different and the quality and materials and the color and all of that. Um, so there, there is something that is kind of 
kind of rote memorization about it of like when you hand me the blade i know how to do the blade part but then there's a handle and well now the handle's different than the handle of the one before it which is going to take light a little bit differently and there's all that and of course weddings no two weddings are the same Mm -hmm. there's the little bit of that um of like i have the workflow and um timelines that i suggest and all of those things but there's still flow of the day and the vibe of the couple there are some couples that are just like soft cute beautiful and there's some couples that are just like we're launching dirty jokes back and forth because that's <laughs> that's the thing that makes them like cool. laugh and smile and cool. whatever and like all right cool i'm 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 here let's do this so when you say research i wanted to expand on that a little bit like are you um so obviously you're getting the couple's likes and, and dislikes and that kind of stuff in your and you're looking at the product like do you do you go scope out um you know like are you looking at the at the setting at the you know the venue are you looking at the time um, of day are you um like how how far are you going into this to like nail down the exact look that you want yeah so so there's one wedding that i did um it's funny this has come up a couple of times you helped me with it so uh there's one wedding that i did that was a a live shoot and mm-hmm. what i mean by live shoot is all of my my camera was tethered and all of the photos were showing up on the tether on a projector as i was shooting them so every photo during that uh portrait hour needed to be perfect because i had 300 guests looking over my shoulder judging me um <laughs> so um i i did so much planning for that and the one thing i did not account for was uh the position of the sun was completely wrong Mm. by the time Mm. i actually got uh, even though i was like time of day was the same but it was like a month later and it was winter so the time changed drastically and i'm like oh it's sunset now well those three things don't work change (laughs) adapt come up with something new uh so yeah no matter how much planning you do there's not a lot uh when it comes to like venue planning of i don't feel the need to like oh i must go drive out to this venue and see the venue like Mm -hmm. i'll look up photos online and kind of get the gist of it and i'll definitely ask the couple like what is the thing that um that attracted you to this venue what Mm -hmm. is people are like i love like the balcony overlooks the lake okay Mm -hmm. well you know now you have to get a photo of the couple on the balcony overlooks this this is very very easy i love the floor to ceiling windows very very easy get photos of them in front of the floor to ceiling windows with whatever the view is out that window so um just by asking them there are things that you can do um there uh there is a term that i heard when you walk into a place that is uh the little gifts and so when you walk into a place there's there's sometimes the obvious things but there can be these little gifts or vignettes that are um something not necessarily obvious that the place gives you just like a plain brick wall with beautiful texture and doesn't have a bunch of like trash in front of it Mm -hmm. that is a little gift that you can have it's a super easy one to work with uh some of the other little gifts uh can be just like an interesting um uh interesting placed mirror that get allows you to get a lot of depth kind of throughout the room or um having having a window like a a window that's like in the corner so it's on both sides of the corner with curtains well now all of a sudden you've got these beautiful v-flat light shapers and you can you can do all kind of cool kind of slit dynamic you know there are all these little things that um you don't necessarily think about until you just walk into the room you spin around do a 360 and you're like okay this room has these four things i can work with let's do this so 
I'm getting the kind of vibe that you know product stuff is is quite constructed and um, a little bit, a, you know, a little bit feels like that the, anyway. If, Am if I you're, wrong? If you're shooting, <clears throat> if you're shooting like the e-commerce for Amazon on white, on white. stuff. All of that is pretty pretty constructed. There is mm-hmm. a little bit of like you have to change these things to get just like the glints to look right. Um, the really really fun part is when you do the hero shot mm-hmm. because then uh, you're not it's constrained. You're you're it, it can be in an environment or you can do mm-hmm. something kind of like uh, any any photo you've seen of an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Just like make it sexy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what is it about this? Whether it and always the like reflections are perfectly lined up whether with the corners and whether stuff. Whether it's a reflection yeah. or the edges or or um, uh, a close-up of, of maybe a texture. Like, what is it about this product that makes it sexy and makes someone want to buy it? And that is different for anything. Like, that is mm-hmm. very different from, like, a buck knife to a Leatherman knife. Even though they're both knives, two very different types of people buy those knives. And they're going to... The hero shot's going to look vastly different. Mm-hmm. And I guess by comparison, weddings at least feel to me, I've never been solely responsible for one really, but it feels a little bit more, there's a little bit more vagueness. Am I wrong in that assumption? Like it, well, you, like you've got, um, like are, are basically what I, my question would be, are you, you wandering around during the wedding and know that you have to get, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F shots or is it a little bit more freeform or is it some combination like like how does that how does the vibe go on the day uh yeah if if you're new uh shooting weddings one of the things that can be helpful is to have a shot list make sure you don't forget any of these shots uh do not forget the family photos photos of uh bride and her mom you know photos of 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 dad photos of you know them and grandma they always want a photo with grandma and they never tell you they want a photo with grandma until grandma (laughs) has already left the building uh fun (laughs) happens all the all the time uh Stop myself from cursing live on the podcast. Okay, no. Uh, so, so uh, like you have to get the ring shot. You have mm-hmm. to. You have to get. Um, you have to get the first kiss. If you miss the first kiss, you can't say I'm sorry. Please kiss again. It is not the same. Um, I very much feel that way with uh, exits as well. You can have them run through the tunnel once. When you have them run through the second time, everyone's like. Oh uh, yay, we're doing this again. Yay. yay. It is not the same. So so some of those are like you have to get the shot. You have to get the shot the first time. Um and if you have no experience doing weddings, a shot list is a great way to do that. But if you've done it a bunch of times and you're like, oh yeah, that happened. The other thing too is like not every wedding has everything. Mm-hmm. So like I was doing a wedding, uh it was a Catholic wedding, which um uh i just kidding i love doing all weddings of any denomination no catholic weddings are my least favorite because the uh, the at, at least the ones that stick me in a photo pit they're like by the way the ceremony is gonna be two and a half hours and you're not allowed to leave this five foot square i'm like well crap uh <laughs> what do i do for the next two hours uh no one has moved or done anything interesting uh neat um no so there so there was this one wedding where uh i, I brought kind of these other photography toys and i was just playing and messing around and trying to be creative because i could not leave the spot for the next two and a half hours and we leave and we get into the limo i'm like hey guys did i like fall asleep or something or did 
you not have a first kiss? Because I'm scrolling through my photos in a panic because I did not get a photo of their first kiss. Look, I didn't miss that, did I? And they look at each other and go, holy crap, we did not have a first kiss. The priest skipped that part. Oh, good. It wasn't just me. So, so, uh, there is something to be said for not everything happens at every wedding. Like, obviously there are some, uh, mm-hmm. religions or ceremonies or just by choice different customs. that different customs uh, that are not going to do everything. But, um, as long as you're getting all of the things that, uh, the couple wants and that the day dictates, um, uh, other than that, it is a little more free, free form. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to follow up by asking like what do you what other than the stuff that's that's obvious that that's planned like what are you looking for what is your approach to um to that free form stuff like are you are you exerting like more control over the environment where you're trying to put people in certain places and pose them or you know really like set something up or are you reacting more you know what what oh, do, man. what do you do with that free form okay Okay. I've, I've got like five different answers to this question. Go for it. <laughs> okay. That's what we're here so, for. <laughs> so uh, answer number one is going to be, um, what am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, all I care about is the couple. That That is it. All right. Um, so, so in saying that of... I care about all of the guests because the couple invited them. If you're at the wedding, it's because you were important to the couple. Mm-hmm. So I want to get a photo of you for the couple. Um, I I want to get you know the photo of the family because it's the couple's family. Um, but when it comes, uh, I want to get all of the details and designs. Obviously, I want to, uh, other vendors to like me and keep referring me. So I want to keep them happy. I want to get um, the food is really hard because by the time I get around to the food, the buffet table is cold and sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I did have one couple where food was like their top priority and they had the chef make a plate for me up front like the same time they were getting their food so i could photograph a hot sizzling beautiful delicious plate um they're like we want that i'm like yes i also want that that sounds (laughs) delicious um so so but but to say of like i am very focused on the couple of like i'm not just gonna you know screw off for like three hours and be like all right they're talking to people whatever no if they're talking to someone that person's important to them so i'm kind of hovering around and like i might be you know shooting a photo of like this table decor but i'm kind of keeping an eye on them and when they're having a moment i'm taking a photo of that moment i don't really care so much about like oh they're having a moment over there if they're not the couple just because they didn't hire me Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Fair couple enough. might be like oh yeah that's uh my cousin dave and his co-worker's girlfriend and i'm like we don't care about them like i don't know who these people are <laughs> i don't care um Fair enough. but uh okay so that's the i i pretty much care about the couple and i care about all the things that will make the couple happy and that's that's basically what i'm doing of like i do far less guest shots and table shots and like the details that you would use for a magazine because i'm focusing a lot more on the things that the couple wants in the album and prints for the wall and stuff like that but um i need to run back hit, hit me with the question one more time because i need to remember my other four answers <laughs> yeah um so the question was uh was basically like um you know how much what is what is your philosophy when you're when you've got this extra time that isn't these preset shots like, oh are, yeah are you trying to control. construct yeah. and control okay. things okay. or are you just kind of going with the vibe uh like, it depends yeah. what part of the day it is mm-hmm. so so basically the 
uh, if they have a coordinator who's being bossy, I love it. Coordinators are the best. Um, but uh, otherwise, it, it basically, it falls on me because I'm the person who's standing there. Mm-hmm. So uh, from the beginning of the day all the way up until the uh, s- ceremony starts, essentially, I am running, uh, again, unless there's a coordinator, I don't step on their toes. I let the coordinator be the bad guy. But I'm essentially running the show and making sure the train uh, goes on time. And like, I'm not going to be mean to a makeup artist or anything, but like, yeah. I'm kind of keeping manage out of like, Oh, they still need a few minutes. What can I do to be constructive? Um, Oh, you are, you know, putting on your dress and starting to lace up. Uh, I love that. Can the two of you go stand in front of the window? So, it, um, I call it nudge. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, Freakonomics. They, they do a bunch of podcasts about like the nudge unit and all the little <laughs> things you can do to kind of change behavior. Um, I don't, I don't fabricate moments, but I will nudge moments. You'll encourage them. Yeah, I will encourage <laughs> moments. So, like, if if Dad is getting choked up seeing his little girl for the first time in the beautiful white dress, um, I can I can tell her like, hey, why don't you go stand over by the window, and I'll tell him like, why don't you go give your daughter a hug? Mm-hmm. And so now when he walks over to give her a hug, instead of being in a really bad fluorescently lit hotel hallway, mm-hmm. it is in front of a beautiful window with great lighting and they're actually gonna like that photo so uh that moment would have happened except now i'm there to be able to shoot it without just getting the back of his head under a fluorescent beam so like i'm nudging to direct make... directing kind of yeah but using your environment <laughs> yeah so so it's not it's not it's not being bossy or fabricating but like i'm nudging things to happen in a better way than they would have happened um uh, when it comes to the ceremony 100 hands off you just you do not get in anyone's way. You don't do anything. You stay to the outside ring of like all the guests. You block no one's view. You are the that is the only part of the day I'm a fly on the wall. That's it. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> and then when you get to the reception, you're like, my job's done. Peace out. Uh, the DJ can take it from here. They can they can do all the logistics and time managing stuff. And then you're just kind of like chilling and doing stuff. And if if I see something cool, I'll be like, hey guys, come here a second. Do the thing. Great photo. Go eat food. Cool. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how how I think about and manage a wedding day. Once we get to the reception, I'm like, I did it. Yes. Nice, nice. So I, I have a really hard question, which is, what if you screw up? That has do? never <laughs> happened to me once before ever. Oh, God. Um, and I'm giving you a lot of latitude to yeah. describe what screw up it oh, is. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think about, about a time I screwed up so I can talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like most of my things are things that I saved by the skin of my teeth rather yeah. than completely screwed up. Like, um, well, sure. Describe something you saved then. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, so it was literally the, the day I was supposed to walk at UW graduation. Mm-hmm. I instead shot my very first wedding. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, I, I didn't walk either, so I'm right so, there with you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I skipped my graduation to shoot my very first wedding. I've been doing it full-time ever since. Uh, no, so uh, during that wedding, the church lady was just... Uh, I've since learned that a church lady is not a coordinator. They're mm. not there to mm-hmm. be in your best interest. They're there to make sure the church doesn't get destroyed and to, like, take care of the caterer. That's mm-hmm. that's it. So the church lady was being super mean and like, oh, this wedding's gonna happen whether you guys like it or not, and whether they're here or not. I'm like, I don't think you've ever been to a wedding, lady. Um and so they start yelling at us and I'm like, I don't have any photos of the bride and groom together yet. Like, can you give me a minute? She's like, You have four minutes. I'm like, Okay. 
let's do this. And guess what? I was using a really cheap non-pocket wizard. It was uh, it was a trigger that had eaten it, and I had fixed and soldered it several times before when the soldering came loose. So cool. I had no flash, no lights, no assistant, and I had a ticking time clock with about three and a half <laughs> minutes left. Okay, let's do this. And I just did the best I could, which at the time, I'm pretty impressed with what I came up with. Although that was like 10 plus years ago. And if I looked at those photos now, they're not good. But at the time, they the, were... They were the brings is up a good point, though, which uh, I realize isn't more philosophical, but... Um, you know you're you're relying hugely on your equipment to perform in a wedding because like you said there's certain shots like the kiss where if you don't get it you're screwed like how do you handle that do you just have redundant everything or yeah so 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 this didn't happen during a wedding this uh i went on a recent trip to india which i'm sure we'll talk about as a travel thing uh soon but um i uh, the the guy we had a guide for the taj mahal that let us skip a like several mile long line they're like, mm. oh, you're white. You just get to walk in. Interesting. It costs you ten <laughs> times as much as it costs any of them. But like, I'm like, it's like okay. six dollars. I'm, I'll live. Um. So, so, so we go in, and he's like, hey, leave your bag, all your stuff, leave it all in the car. Like, we'll be waiting for you. Don't bring anything. And I'm like, okay. So I just grab my camera, and uh, I was using my Lumix camera, not my Canon camera, mm-hmm. on this trip, mm-hmm. and uh. The battery indicator is not as good as you think it might be. <laughs> I think I think you already know where this is going. Yeah, I cross mm. the threshold in uh, the, you know there's that gate at the Taj Mahal where you can see the main spire building mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through the gate. I cross that threshold into the beauty that is the gardens with the small minarets and everything. Dead battery. Mm, great. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> uh cool 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 cool. did i have a uh second camera in my bag yes i did did i have six no four batteries in my bag yes i did on a wedding day do i have redundant stuff yes i do Mm. does that always save you from messing up no it does not so i whipped out my potato of a cell phone and started taking photos with my cell phone (laughs) we'll see if you guys can tell the difference uh that'll be neat I mean, hey, at least you recently got a phone that had a better camera. So, <laughs> still not great, but it is better. It's an uh, yeah, um, God. I mean, sometimes, like, uh, if you're not watching your battery, like, I have learned from experience when I have to change my battery in the middle of the day, I still have battery left. I'm like, nope, this one's done. Because it could go at any moment. Uh, usually, for me, that's right before the ceremony, um, just because, like my specific camera model i know how long that battery lasts Mm -hmm. um because otherwise you end up as you may now kiss do 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 shut down (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm scrambling uh like i always have like a spare battery on my on my person it's not sitting over there in my bag so i don't have to run and do it there have definitely been a couple of close calls and there have been one or two times where like i missed it but then he goes back in for a second peck and i'm like oh thank god and just (laughs) motor driving the hell out of it um but no just just uh Stuff happens. Anything for the shot. Stuff happens. You you do your absolute best. Uh, you just do your best. That's mm-hmm. you, you like you were saying last time. You prepare. You prepare. You prepare, and then it goes wrong, and you throw out all of your plans, and you just wing it with whatever you have. 
that's fair enough fair enough yeah so um going into uh the end of the day you're you're wrapping up and um you're you're putting all of your gear together and you, maybe you go home and you start ingesting your photos like have you what what have you shot that day have you shot like way more than you need have you shot exactly what you need oh, and nothing man. more uh, what, I, what are you looking at i very much per prefer the sniper mentality over the mm -hmm. machine gun or the shotgun mentality which yeah. uh for those of you listening the sniper mentality is i have thought about this i have framed this i have shot this this is the photo versus the machine gun mentality is that's my mentality the the spray and pray <laughs> and then you go and then you go oh god why did i do this to myself when you're looking through hundreds of identical photos and shelling out for more hard drives. Uh, yeah. No, uh, so so there are definitely uh, moments of the day where I motor drive of just like anytime they're walking and I need to get a walking shot um, during mm -hmm. the ceremony when they're doing like first kiss. Um, so there are moments where I have to do that. But for the most part, um, just uh, I stay away from motor drive as much as possible. And I try and compose those shots. Uh, so I have shot exactly what I need. Um the day of, uh, on a normal wedding day, my normal wedding day is probably about 10 hours long. Mm. Um, my base package is eight, and I would say at least 50% of my couples add on extra hours on top of those eight. So, um, yeah, uh, by the time I'm getting home, it's like 2 a.m., and I will upload the one photo. My, my camera has a feature where I can one-star photos um, mm. in camera. So as soon as I get home, I just filter by like in bridge or whatever. And that like two or three photos. So you're filtering during the day. No, 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 there is going to be, uh, there's going to be a shot and you're like, Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Don't post that one. Cause that's the one that if you post <laughs> it right now, they are not going to buy it later. <laughs> you save that one. And then the one that is, Oh, that's almost as good as the first one. That's the one you post. Right, so you post right. your second best photo because you got to have your best photo for the reveal yeah. when you actually see them. But you post your like second or third best photo um, like that night. So they have something exciting for, cool. for cool. the next week or two while you're working on their photos. Uh, so it's like 2 a.m. Um, I always make sure that no matter how tired I am, I back up all of my cards like in triplicate. So um, they get backed up to my computer, they get backed up to my Synology Bay, and then they get backed up to Backblaze. So um, I've got Good three deal. different uh, backups that night. So even if the next day my house burns down, Backblaze. Uh, by the Back way, your data. Uh, Backblaze, uh, you can get a free month. Hashtag not sponsored, but uh, please do it so I also get a free month. Hashtag affiliate link. <clears throat> uh, yeah, affiliate link. Uh, so click the thing, get a free month of Backblaze. It is lovely, and I will never stop singing their praises because they have saved my bank in more than once. Um, so if you're not machine gunning, like, are they just all bangers? Does that make editing really easy? How does no! that process go? <laughs> uh, are you just like, I'm done. I'm, hey, hey, Stuart, do you, know, do you know the difference between a really good photographer and not a good photographer mm. the really good photographer only shows the really good stuff they could be the same photographer but one's better at editing all right and i don't mean photoshop i mean i mean culling down and being mm. like of these 10 photos these nine are trash and this is the good one so, so how do you uh, decide that yeah so they're so they're not all bangers uh just straight out of the gate like one of the things with the wedding of like if i don't have another choice and something is slightly out of focus i don't care 
that is that is the one I have to pick from. Sometimes they complain about it and be like, well, you know what? That stuff happens. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what I got. If you don't like this one, fine. Sometimes I can be like, it's artistic. Uh, it's yeah. usually it's usually not it is usually not artistic um i'm an artist and that's in, intentional no, an artist <laughs> excuse yeah. me uh no so um as i'm going down um i i don't like to do this philosophy of like oh you have one chance to look at all your photos and get your favorites because that mm. is way too stressful and you'll spend too much time flip-flopping um i've i've tried uh researching other photographers and kind of like sitting over their shoulder and watching them edit so i could write a book about it and uh i did a failed kickstarter on that the kickstarter <laughs> did not succeed so the book did not get written but uh i will come back to that one day um <clears throat> But one of the things I found is that a bunch of people just like, oh, is A better or is B better? A, B, A, B. Oh, okay. I think B is better. Oh, dang it. C is very much the same. B, A, maybe, maybe. I was like, oh my God, this hurts. So, <laughs> so one thing is just like, just like go with your gut. Uh, thing number two is look at all of the similar ones on screen at the same time. Just be like, none of those and those are good okay so just like your basic like which ones are you happy to delete from your computer like that is the first just like those get deleted and the next passage is like all right these are kind of similar just like go with your gut if they're too like keep them both whatever and then you kind of do like i i call it a quality control check be like Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. i've already i've already gotten rid of the trash and it's just kind of one more bypass of just like you know what they have four shots here that all look the same if it's family photos where people might be blinking i leave those in anyway but like any other part of the day i'm like uh no these two are actually the best ones whether it's technicality of sharper you know more in focus or whether it is like um artistic framing or someone running through the background that i didn't see the first pass or something whatever it is i'm just like nah these are better um so essentially i try to give like an eight hour wedding 800 images just because that's kind of how many Mm -hmm. images happen but like if it's 600 so be it if it's 1100 i might have done something wrong but i do that pass and they're all different i'm like i was just on fire that day i was getting good variety so it happens so you providing all of those to the client, all the eight hundred, or how much? How much are you giving them out of the final package to, to pick from? What what I give them everything once I've called out all of the garbage. Mm. So so when uh, once I've done kind of those those passes, um, then then everything gets your basic color editing, make sure white balance, blah 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 blah, yada yada, and then they just those are all the photos. So when they're like, oh, but are there any more photos? No, there are not. <laughs> You were blinking and looked like a doofus. There are no more photos. Um, But yeah, so they just kind of like get all of them. But the next part is uh, much less about the technicality of the photo and Mm -hmm. much more about what is the client experience that you're bringing to the table. So, you know, sitting sitting them down, showing them a slideshow, bottle of champagne, making them feel great about these images, making them feel great about um, your albums, making them feel great about kind of the story of the day and how how you're going to craft that. And then just just leaving them with a positive experience um and then at like there's more technicalities about kind of how i actually edit these images but like that is far less important than just making making the experience 
because people will not necessarily, everyone tells me like, wow, you did such a great job today. And for a long time, I was very confused by that compliment because I'm like, you haven't seen anything I've done today. How do you know? (laughs) This could be garbage. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's because it's because you handled yourself well. Like you, you know, you, you were there. Confidence. You you inspire confidence. You you know, you know, just just like people are like, wow, mm-hmm. that was really great. I was at a wedding last week because it's wedding season. And I have to do fourteen of them this summer. Like I was at a wedding last week, and like, oh. Uh, the photographer was a mess and it took an hour and a half to do family photos and you banged out in like eight minutes. I'm like, yeah, how I do. <laughs> so is that something that you think comes with uh, experience? Like I-, I feel like maybe new wedding photographers would be photographers would be sp- so focused on getting those shots that they're yeah. not managing the client experience. You think that comes with experience? Is that something that you had to learn or is that something you kind of figured out uh, right away? N- no, it, it, it did not come naturally. It is definitely something I had to learn. Um, you can be a crap photographer and make your clients happy and make a lot of money. And you can be a really good photographer, but completely fail to actually meet those needs and expectations and wants and desires that come around the whole experience thing. And you will not make any money. Um, so so that is something that I had to actively seek how to learn and fix and kind of create this good client experience. Um, yeah, it can it can definitely be a doozy sometimes. But it sounds like focusing on your clients, something to watch out for. You're shooting weddings. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like maybe, maybe maybe think a little bit less about the the technicalities of your photos and think a little bit more about managing your clients. Oh yeah. I uh I posted God, I I posted a uh before after of a wedding that I did. And um when I say before after, it was here is a what in my opinion, a crap photo. Mm-hmm. Just like it was badly lit with, you know, the fluorescence in a in a hotel and no window and just like, nah, it was meh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I said, here's what happened. I turned off the lights in the room. I uh, remember when I was talking about that corner with the curtains. I did some magic with that corner windows cool, and the curtains cool. and I created this really cool dynamic light. And he looked real good, like James Bond good. I'm like, yeah. So as a teaser on my Facebook, I'm like, hey, guys, we're doing this podcast where I do tutorials and talk about stuff and YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. And like, here's the before after of this really cool thing I did. And the couple's like, oh, I love it. And they posted the before. Oh. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> but like, you know what? Honestly, I don't care. They are They are happy with the photo and like cool that that is that is that is the thing that like if you are the artiste like dude no one cares uh they they care that you make them feel good so like like you just kind of have to let go of that and brush it off and be like you know what they liked the before oh they're gonna like all the other afters that i have to show them from the rest of the day so much more so like you know what they're just they're just excited which which is great that is the best kind of client to have uh the worst kind of client is one that goes eh it's okay, it's okay i guess <laughs> so keep your clients happy yeah, pretty much essentially it's the name of the game all right well i i think that's a, a good place to start that was a very comprehensive <laughs> deep dive into my brain that yeah. was that was too far and products are comparatively boring 
<laughs> comparatively. We we can get into that another We've been day. Talking I think. about so much wedding stuff, yeah. So much, yeah. I mean, fifty percent of what I do is weddings, and then the other ten genres of thing I shoot make up the other fifty percent. So it's fair enough. There's fair a lot enough. of wedding stuff going on up here. Yeah. All right. Keep your clients happy. That's what we learned. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo dash op dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.